Welcome to the All In Podcast, uh, where we talk about what it means to be all in in all areas of your life. Uh, we're in the All In headquarters right outside of Nashville in uh, good old Franklin, Tennessee. Be sure to like and subscribe uh, so you can follow along with us and uh, be notified on these podcasts when they come out. Now, on the podcast today uh, is a man I heard about before I ever met him. His, uh, his reputation precedes him and that is a cliche but this is actually true and i just remember this uh you know this name coming up and i would always think what well i gotta meet this guy it's like uh you know sounded like a good guy to me captain of the football team kind of guy like you need to meet this guy and uh you know honestly when i it happens so many times that uh I just now, when I when I think about the guy, it, it's it, honestly the the Dos Equis music commercial place, and uh, I mean that sincerely. And I don't know if it's the beard or the fantastic hair or what, but you know he's got his face on the uh, on the wall at the Palm. Um, but who I have with me today is Chris Robinette. He's a 2004 graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy with honors and degree in economics. He was a surface nuclear warfare officer for seven years in the Navy. Uh, deployed to Iraq in 2005 for Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom. Uh, Chris also helped build and commission the George H.W. Bush aircraft carrier in 2009. He finished his MBA in 2011 and moved to Nashville the day after graduation to start his career in financial planning. Chris founded Lighthouse Planning in 2019 and has grown it to one of the top financial plannings in the nation. I didn't realize it had only been 2019. Chris is also a coach. It does, right? He's a coach with Nate Bailey's Unleash the Leader Within, which many of you know, and the Championship Leader Council, where they where they help trainers go all in in their life. You know, we like that phrase around here. Um, Chris is a resident of uh, Brentwood, which is uh, just across the street, and he's got four kids. He loves Preds hockey. I know that he's got uh, seats on the on the glass. Um, he loves hiking lake days and of course serving his clients and he definitely likes connecting people he's a connector welcome to the show chris uh first of all thank you for your service um we really really mean that and uh so what's new with you brother no i appreciate that thanks for the support you know i, I love the time that we had in the navy and uh now i love the time living in nashville and getting to kind of meet and greet and constantly meet new people you know for us i mean it's year end so just running and gunning to get everything done we can and then take a couple of weeks off with the kids and hang out and start it all over in January and probably go have a bourbon somewhere, maybe a celebration cigar. That's about it, my friend. How about you? How's life? Life is good. Uh, it was a big year for me. Uh, transitionally, a lot of things happening, um, a lot of growth, uh, you know, but let me ask you back to the my intro. So, why do you think? Why do so many people know you, man? So, <laughs> when I moved to Nashville, I was told you have to cold call to make money or go meet people. Hmm. I cold called one time. That was it. I was like, I'm never doing this again. You can fire me if you need me cold calling. I'm gonna go figure out how to do it on my own way. I moved here. I knew two people. I knew my dad and his wife. That was it. So I spent five, six nights a week downtown. I was literally basically door to door meeting people, business owners, stuff like that. And then you'd start meeting them at networking events and anywhere and everywhere I could go. And like one of the things I learned early on in the Navy is like you really can't take care of your crew until you're serving everyone on the crew and the different ways that they can be 
helped best. Mm. You know, you can't just be the same person for every single one of them. And so one of the sayings we had in the Navy was officers eat last, right? So you always make sure everybody else is taken care of before you take care of yourself. So I started taking principles that I learned from the Navy and from the Naval Academy and said, how do I just help other people get connected? You know, because I can go talk to people all day long, but other people may struggle with it and they might not have to, you know, introverts, things like that. So it's like, oh, you sell copiers? I know seven business owners that probably need a copier. Let me just connect you guys. And what would happen, kind of a lot like Zig Ziglar used to talk about, when you serve a lot of people, a lot of people will always help you be taken care of at the same time. So I basically took that to heart and said, let me just serve as many people as I can. And if business ever comes from it, money ever comes from it, whatever, then it's all going to be meant to be. Right. And that's literally how I kind of dove into the first year in business. I think it worked out. I mean, and honestly, I've experienced that from you. Um, I can remember Morella and I going to lunch with you one day. And, um, and then on the way out, I think we ran into somebody and it was ended up being Adam Ferragali. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam's a great guy. He he, he um, does a few things. He's an investor, but he also is a car guy. He's got a uh, a, a YouTube channel called Driven Nashville. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't necessarily. I used to be. I used to race motorcycles when I. But I'd kind of gotten out of all the racing stuff. But yeah. lo and behold, um, Adam and I became fast friends. I ended up getting a, a Porsche and going to the track. And uh, meeting other people, and now I'm in a poker game. That's a big poker game that happens at his house. And I'm talking like you know, you, I, you probably know. I used me. to be on the wall. Yeah, yeah he's got. Uh, I mean, you pay a dealer. I mean, it looks like you're in Vegas. I mean, yeah. the whole table, the whole nine yards. So it's great. I really have experienced that. I mean, from you, and and um, that's a connector is probably one of the best words to describe you. I think for a lot of people and. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's it's a loving thing to do. It's a mm-hmm. it's a giving thing to do. You got a big heart, um, but man, aircraft carriers—that's what you did. You <laughs> built aircraft carriers. Yeah. Now that's a that's a big thing. First of all, those things are massive. But but like, how do how do you, how do you see? Tell us what that was like, and what what did you learn that from there that kind of plays out now day to day? I mean, you mentioned a little bit about just the, the Navy in general and yeah. uh, the leadership skills, and I love that about you know, eating last, but what, 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 tell us about the aircraft carrier experience. So, you know, what's great about aircraft carriers is they're massive, right? So you got to figure out how to start building it and you got to figure out all the different ways to build it. And then some things you just got to wait till something else is done before you can build the next piece. So what's really funny about that is like when you go to build the reactors, it takes time to get all of them built, but you still have to put the fuel in them later but you got to be able to put the fuel into them. So you can't really finish the flight deck or any of the other stuff out until you actually finish all the fuel load out and everything else like that. So there's kind of bits and pieces to the entire planning process. And so it's funny because I can take a lot of this long-term design staging where we were looking 36 months out from now, we're going to do this, this, and this, and able to kind of back into what those calendars look like and start working the T minus, you know, seven thirty days, 365, 180s. And now I'm actually able to take a lot of those same principles and start building them in to my own personal life and financial planning with clients. Because, you know, one of the things in the Navy was, you know, slow is smooth and smooth is fast, you know, so you don't want to ruin a reactor ever because <laughs> that might be a glowing ball of doom. So let's that not, let's not mess news, that up. Right? Let's not, let's not. And so I've kind of took a lot of those things from the Navy and brought them into my own personal career now. And so that's where I think, 
you know, that was an amazing experience there. But then watching these cities basically come together and all the enlisted guys and officers living kind of on shore, then living on the boat, and then all of a sudden taking out the sea for sea trials is a huge sense of accomplishment. When you're running, what, 10,000 tests in 18 months? What was the coolest place you ever went? Um, Patong Beach in Thailand was amazing. Oh, man, that sounds It was amazing. beautiful. Scuba diving Never was awesome. Oh, wow. And then uh, we went to Australia, and we did Darwin and Brisbane. Um, but I would say Dubai is probably still the most ornate place I've ever been. It was the first time I ever went to a water park where you didn't walk upstairs to go to the top of the slide. You were shot up by water jets and then floated in a pool, then shot up by water jets to get to the top to then slide down. And I'd never seen a thing like that in my life. And it was one of the coolest like days off. <laughs> so we should go to Dubai. I mean, it was pretty awesome. Uh, Dubai is amazing. When did you do that? When was that? It was, was 2005. It was October 2000. Have you been back to Dubai? No. I bought a lot of gold that day, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was like half off from what it is in the U.S. So that was kind of yeah. funny. They weren't kidding when they said it's, you take a Cool Springs Gallery Mall, and it would be all gold shops. Yeah. Nothing else. It's amazing. So, so Chris, you're, Chris is a financial planner. I mean, but I feel like that's not... Uh, I don't know. That's like calling a Ferrari a car. I mean, like there's more to it. There's way so much more to that. And so I don't think it's almost fair. So you, how do you distinguish yourself from the pack? Cause you, you clearly have. And, um, even in the community, those who may not even be a client, uh, have high regard for you. And, uh, somehow you've just been able to distinguish yourself from the pack, which, uh, I think's amazing. I'm proud of you for that. And, uh, you know, how, how have you done it? I mean, again, inside my Naval Academy ring, I, I don't have it with me today, but inside my ring, I literally have inscribed officers eat last. And so I mentioned it earlier, but it's literally become the entire mantra for how we want to run our business. I mean, give an there, example. There's, well, so any given person on any given day has 30 to 35 things running through their head mm. at any given time. And so they're always at some edge of decision fatigue or just burnout, or I got all this other stuff to do, analysis paralysis. Right. So we've basically rebuilt and retooled how we do financial planning to make it understandable. It doesn't have to all be done in 90 days. It's going to take some time. So let's find the three to five things we have to focus on in the next 12 months to begin helping them build and grow their legacy. And then most of the time it becomes, hey, I need to do some estate planning because I've never done it. Hey, I need to fix my home and auto because I bought a new house, but I didn't change my umbrella or something silly, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it could be simple things like tax strategy and I need a CPA because I've been doing QuickBooks forever, you know? Mm -hmm. And so none of those things get us paid, but they all serve the client and help them get into a better spot to start allowing them to have some margin back in their brain power and then start thinking where other things are going through. So we've really built our entire process around how do we look at the overall picture and then who can we introduce our clients to, to help them not so much like save a lot of money, but bend time. Cause if I can show someone how to take five years off of something and now they're five years ahead of where it took mm -hmm. someone else five years to do it. And that shrinking of time and giving it back to them, almost everybody wants to invest money into recapturing time because we have non-refundable minutes. Right. 
you know, Bobby Castro and I were hanging out in Cabo earlier in December and, you know, he sold his company for a billion dollars and he talks about it all the time. He's like non-refundable minutes. There are days when I was going through my business and time when my kids were younger that I should have spent more money on hiring other people to allow me to spend more time watching my kids grow. So I took that to heart and that's literally how we've been trying to grow our business. And I think that's where we've allowed ourselves to be differential because I don't need to make any money by referring someone to you. As long as I know it's a good fit and it's going to improve your life and it's going to improve their life, then it makes sense. So let's make that connection because it's always going to come back when it's time for it to come back to us. I love that. I mean, and I mean, guys, what I hear in that and really even from the beginning is that you really didn't, there was no, you weren't copying some sort of blueprint. In fact, you sort of made your, you made your own. Uh, I mean, all the way back to, uh, yeah, I'm not going to cold call. I don't, you know, that didn't fit with this vision that you had. And so then, uh, in true, you know, leadership and military leadership form, you, you had a plan and you worked backwards from that. And then you've implemented these, these strategies. And so it's not like someone could just come in and copy what you do. Not that that's a bad thing or any, or a good thing or whatever, but I mean, you are Chris Robinette and it's, you've brought all of these things from all the, these different areas of your life, whether it, and then as you go to these, these leadership conferences, are you meeting now you're, you know, you mentioned Bobby Castro. And mm-hmm. so there's, we had named many more, but now you're, now, now you're, 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 uh, you know, you're speaking with these guys. I mean, these guys are peers. And so how that just expands just, you know, or either expands or maybe even just edifies or, or, or confirms your vision, right? I mean, I'm assuming you talk to these guys and say, hey, here's, here's what I've been doing. And then, you know, you're talking to someone that's maybe down the tracks, like further than you, right? And it doesn't matter that he's a financial planner. What, he sold a billion-dollar business? I mean, that, that's what I hear. I mean, it's just the fact that you're, you're really, uh, you kind of made your own, your, your, own, your own way. So we tried to do. You're right. You know, I mean, I, I appreciate that. And I, and I think really to that point, there's so much that people can do that they become so ingrained with what's in it for me that we've been able to shift. Um, you know, I have two other planners on the team right now, Scott Barton and then John Richardson. And a lot of times now, a lot of junior clients that are coming to our firm I'll do the intros with them. I'll see where they're at. I'll understand how to help them. And then I'll be able to hand them off to Scott and John to be their account concierges so they can actually serve them and then help build their plans out. So not only are we helping Scott and John's family continue to build and grow their legacy, but they're also helping clients that they haven't met because I was able to meet them through great connections. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we almost have like a symbiotic relationship where everybody's just building, growing, and thriving together because there's no one having to compete with anyone because it becomes very synergistic. Collaborative. Very collaborative. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so I think that's helped, you know, so much. And when you focus on abundance and you focus on ways to just give back and pour into other people, you naturally start going more and more all in on what you're doing because when you realize it doesn't hurt me to help people, it's actually going to be good for me. It feels good to do it you start pulling a lot of the blinders and roadblocks that you self-created in your mind out of your own way. And you actually lean into it even more. And that's kind of what 
some of the things that we, you and I have talked about many of times before is just how to go all in on people, how to go in on serving families, how to go in on just taking care of anyone that you can take care of and not worry about the restrictions and the dampeners you may put on your own mind about, is it really good for me or not? Right. And just committing to serve. I mean, you, you mentioned abundance mindset. It's a phrase that is certainly in our world that gets used a lot, but dude, you live it. I mean, um, I mean, did you set out, um, and then also just being known is what I see. I mean, I think of your connector and you're known. The first descriptive thing about you that I said was that you were known. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really, that music's playing again right now. <laughs> the the Dozeggies music. But, I mean, did you set out to be known? Was that part of it? It just sort of happened, didn't it? It just happened. Yeah. I think I think that's that point doesn't need to get lost. I mean, because some people do try to just go be, go be known, right? You know, do you I, sometimes I you think, see that? I think... Um, Yes. There's a lot of people that don't have the proper motives on how they want to go about getting to know everyone. Mm -hmm. So then there's reasons that people always have their guard up. But I think a lot of it is society nowadays. You know, when I started financial planning, it was 2011, Nashville, and I knew no one. So it was basically like the same in life in the 80s and 90s when we weren't on the internet and we weren't on cell phones and we had to go out and meet people at networking events and we had to go basically pound the pavement and wear off some shoe leather and, (laughs) you know, just get to meet people that are doing other things so you can start finding ways to do it. And so I think for me, because I wasn't from Nashville, I kind of got a distinct advantage because I had to go meet people to see how I could progress my career and then also find ways to help them progress their career. And because everybody now lives in Zoom, everybody now lives in their cell phones, it's a lot harder to get people to meet together that when we can get people together, I think we distinguish ourselves a lot more because as we're there, it's not, hey, do you want to buy something from us? It's like, hey, how can we introduce you to other people that are going to help your business mm-hmm. in this small amount of time that we can spend together? Right. And so I think that's where most of it's come from because that's the same thing we're working with our team and just training and, and guiding them is keep serving, keep serving, keep serving, yeah. and then lean into it. Yeah. And then the money will always come in the end. Yeah. I agree. I mean, and, you know, financial planning, there's, there, there are a dime a dozen. I mean, you can look online. I mean, if you could look at a, a map, but you know, geo map and we would just drop pins everywhere. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, talk about who, who, like your clients, like, you know, I get all these connections, you're building all these relationships, but who, who is it that, that works with you? Now, what are the, describe a, a client or, or type of client that, that comes to you guys that gets the most help from you guys because you're a helper. And so what is the type of client out there in the audience that said that, that like may may need to give you a call? They need to give the team a call. No, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I find it, it kind of shifts over time, but it's, it rhymes, you know, even when it it adjusts a little bit over the years, but, you know, like I talked about earlier, most of our clients have done an amazing job building something where they've sacrificed a ton of hours to start making money. And now they're in that position where they're wanting to start investing money to start recapturing time. Right. So I find those clients typically, you know, we, we work with a lot of internet marketers. We look at a lot of people's mm-hmm. online businesses and stuff like that because they're most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time they're all first generation wealth. There's no one in their family to help really teach them how to save, how to budget. Um, and I don't put adults on a budget ever. Like I'm gonna build some guardrails, 
but I'm the last person to tell you don't go to Starbucks and get that chocolate croissant and the iced coffee. If that's what makes your day happy, cool. That's a $10 investment in your happiness. And I think there's too many people that are looking for how to pinch pennies, but you can't save to wealth. You have to figure out ways to generate more income. You have to find ways to improve your bottom line and you have to connect with the right type of other people to solidify the entire team on what you're doing. And so most of our clientele comes to us because they don't know how to build that team and they want someone to help kind of guide them through everything, Mm -hmm. but have that person they can just call and have a five minute discussion instead of a five hour Google event that night, trying Mm -hmm. to make sure like what article is right and doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. because there's so much overlap. Like I could think one way is the perfect way to do it. Another financial planner could think a completely different way is the way to do it. And that's fine. You just have to be able to trust the advice of the people that you're hiring Mm -hmm. because you're either hiring them for the advice and the guidance or you're not. And the thing really is not a lot of people need a financial planner. They really don't because the ones that need you usually have one problem, two problems they want you to fix. And in our firm, we just go fix them for those people. We don't hire, we don't bring them on as clients. We typically never charge them. We just go fix the one or two problems because what happens is you fix the one or two problems and they didn't really want to be there in the first place, but they needed someone to show them how to fix it. So for us, we just go show them how to fix it and then send them back on their way because now we're not six months into a financial planning agreement. And then they're like, I'm not getting anything out of this anymore. I don't know what we're doing. So we've built our entire firm around people that want to actually work with us, that value the advice that myself and my team members give. And they want someone to help them recapture that 50 to 60 hours a year where they're just like, hey, I'm going to buy a car. Here's what I'm kind of looking at. Does this make sense? Help me out. Do you know someone I should talk to about my taxes? Can you introduce me to someone? Now they're not interviewing 10 people. Now they're not asking a bunch of questions. They're just doing life together. And for us, Knowing that planning really takes two and a half to three years from start to autopilot, the customer service and the way we help our clients by the third year when most of the things are on autopilot distinguishes the fact why clients stay until 30 years. I mean, my first client I've had for 10 years, they're still here. We just did their plan renewal for year 11 last week because People want people to help them and continue to guide them along the way and then not just find ways to nickel and dime buying something else from them. So we specifically have built our business not to try to sell clients anything except for education and advice. And if there are things they want us to implement that we can do in-house, we gladly will. But if they want to go work with their best friend who's their college roommate, then as a fiduciary, that's one of the best things to do. And by doing that, we still live in that abundance mindset that we talked about. Yeah. And we know introductions will come back. We don't ask our clients for referrals because if the service model that we've created is accurate, Natural. they will send one yeah. to two referrals or one to two introductions a year for us. And so we just live in how do we conserve, how we can serve. And we've decided that we're going to stay a boutique financial planning firm and not try to scale to thousands of clients. That way they'll always be a name and not just a number on our roster. And that's how I want to grow business. And I think that's how we've been able to connect even more people in this city and outside the city. I mean, we cover 38 states now, thanks mm-hmm. to Zoom. So that's amazing. It really has changed, hasn't it? Like, how has it changed like after COVID? Pre-COVID, I was in seven states. Right. And probably tired, more tired. I, I think, honestly, is, is it, it's more, it, it can be more efficient. I still like face-to-face. Yeah, I mean, I, love we, it. I, 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 we, I, could have, I could have said, hey, let's do this. 
you know, yeah. and split screen, you know, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. No, this is I way mean, better. Um, and I think it's, it's huge. Um, that, that whole, what I got though, the one thing that stuck out about what you said, which I, I see when I hear this characteristic of someone, I think of this, it, it follows through with everyone there is very successful, but you get, you get, do things for free for people sometimes like you're what I heard in there. And that's like, talk about that. Like, I mean, I hear Alex Ramosi say things like, uh, give away when all your free shit or whatever is, you know, better than theirs. I mean, that's when the magic starts happening. And so I'm not saying it's exactly like that, but clearly you've de- you developed this mindset and that's really the definition. Uh, at yeah. least a big part of the uh, definition of my abundance mindset is doing things without expecting something in return. Right. And necessarily like direct return, like it's just given away. And I just think that's huge, man. I mean, well, Alex and Leah, I mean, they're amazing. You know, they've done a great thing for, I think, a lot of online spaces and small business owners that are trying to figure out where to go and do stuff. But I mean, it's exactly correct. You know, like Ashton Shanks and I were talking a few weeks ago with a new product launch they're doing, and they're coming from what was the high ticket space to the low ticket space to really be able to cater to a lot more people around the world with a product that is so good, people are going to want to do it and then keep renewing it because it makes a lot of sense versus, hey, I need to sell you a $15,000 product. I hope you like it, but there's no refunds. And so we kind of focus on the same way. Um, I mean, our financial planning is not cheap at all, but the value that comes out of it is immense. Yeah. And so we kind of look at it the same way on like, how do you help the right people? And if they're not the right people, how do you just provide them the information and the answers that they're just really calling you to look for? And so now you don't have to have that song and dance of, well, I hope you come work with me later. It becomes a, Hey man, you really just need to do this, this, and this, go do this, this, and this. And if you still want us to actually help you Mm -hmm. with stuff in in the future, just reach back out. And if not, I appreciate the opportunity to get to meet you. That's why we don't charge for consults. I got I know a lot of people in the industry that start charging for consults because they're worried about tire kickers, but I'm more like, let's just take 30 to 45 minutes and jam Let's figure out if there's a way we can serve you and kind of find out what you have going on and if you even want to work with us. Right. Because I'm kind of an abrasive personality sometimes because I'm very blunt and direct and I maybe cuss once or twice <laughs> a sentence. So <laughs> That's okay. I mean, you know, this has been a different year, like uh, economically. So mm-hmm. it's not like the last few years. So what are what are people afraid of out there right now and how are you... How are you uh, guiding them through that? Yeah. I mean, most of ours is it's literally just the ongoing advice piece and refocusing in on what is the actual vision that you have for building and growing the legacy for your family. Right. I mean, in a bull market, you can almost buy anything and it's going to make you money and it's going to make you rich and you did great. Bear markets are when you really see the people that have been buckling down and serving other people and doing the right things in their companies with honesty and integrity that they'll start picking up massive market share because other people who found out it was easy that don't prescribe to hard work like you and I talk about all the time, they're out. They're going to be gone because the hard work is no fun. So they want to go find the next easy thing to do. Well, now playing your cards right and building the long-term vision that you want, you can truly create generational wealth. Yeah. in a down market because there's so many things that you can do for a lot less cost than it may have been 12 to 18 months earlier 
if you properly set yourself up for that situation. But if you spend all your money, you have no war chest, you have no opportunity fund to go out and purchase things. Yeah. It becomes really hard to take advantage of that. So that's where a lot of our coaching is on the consistency. Yeah. Boring, unsexy, consistent, stable things so that when we hit down markets like we have, and it could be a, just a flat market next year. It could go down, it could go up. None of us have a crystal ball. So anyone that projects that they know what they're talking about is just guessing. Yeah. So I'd rather just say, we don't know. We're going to be prepared for any direction it goes. Yeah. And here's how you're setting your family up. Right. And I think our clients appreciate the fact that we can diversify across multiple buckets and different strategies that fit for where they want to go in their family yeah. while still giving them a lot of control without having to worry so much about if the government's coming to save us or not. Right. Because it doesn't matter who's in office. Right. The government's not coming to save That's us. Right. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you're right in the tide metaphorically speaking, the tide's out right now and there's some people caught with their, 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 Trouser their down. trousers down, right? Yes, and, um, you know, they, they're just not prepared. They weren't working hard, you know, and you see that across all, all industries almost, especially, you know, real estate, financial planning, you, you know, get in when they get in when it's going great. And then, you know, the market shifts and one thing and then all of a sudden, you know, and so it's difficult, right? I mean, yeah. No, it's, it's tough. You know, Nate, uh, Nate Bailey, who you yeah. talked about in the intro, um, we just hosted ULW. Yeah, we just hosted ULW last weekend. Um, so it's, you know, a four day immersion class. That unleash, we do, the, unleash the leader within. Yep. Yeah. So it's a four day immersion for basically men and women that find themselves kind of becoming complacent in life and kind of stuck in their comfort zone. And, you know, you just get I mean, it's, it's not nice to say there, you just get soft, but you kind of just get soft because you're used to everything being comfy and cozy and you don't go out and do hard things. Yeah. And so a lot of how Nate has designed the course and then us as coaches kind of come in and help him run the course is to take individuals back into being team players, but then also remind them that in life, like details matter yeah. and it's important to get the details right. And then by getting the details right, you become a better leader and then leaders can lead. But by being able to be a better leader, you have to be open. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be able to tell the truth in no matter how the situation is, right? right? Uh, Sean Brady, Dalton Locke, amazing friends of mine, co-founded a company in Utah. And they always talk about how you always clean the meat up off the floor. No matter what the situation is, you got to clean the meat off the floor. If it falls, you clean it up because you buried under the rug. It's going to fester. It's going to mm. go bad. It's going to be horrible. And no one wants to bend over and clean it up, but by cleaning it up quickly and efficiently, you have the entire problem taken care of before anything bad happens. And so I feel a lot of that and the ability to allow yourself to be open is what really gives these students that come through the class some of the first glimpses on how they can go all in in their life when they haven't been going all in before. Yeah. Uh, classic example, one of the guys that came through, it's making about 120000 a year. And he's just like, it's cushy, it's great. And then we started asking some probing questions. I'm like, but what if you doubled that? I don't even know how to double that. Well, what if you just met this guy and this guy and then you sold your product through them and they gave you affiliate income? That's actually would triple your income. He's like, yeah, I guess it would. I was like, so, I mean, it really is possible. Yeah. You just needed to meet this person, this person, this person. Yeah. So then we just introduced them. But now we're less than a week since that class. He's looking at having a $30,000 month. That and he's never good. had one yeah. before. 
that feels good, doesn't it? Does it make? I mean, and you're part of that. I mean, you yeah. that has to feel good when you're you had you played some part or role in that. I mean, to see someone get a, get a breakthrough, um, changing lives, I think, is one of the greatest rewards that people don't give enough credit to anymore. And it used to be like everyone you cared about, you always wanted to make their life better. And our society has changed so much to where people have shifted to, how do I make my life better? Right. And it takes strong leaders like you, leaders like me, Nate, other people that we know to really show people that, hey, going all in for your community, going all in for your friends. I mean, that's really where you're going to start changing your community. That's where you're going to start changing the culture. And that's where you're going to change the government. And then hopefully the country for better because it's not too late to save it. Yeah, I mean, um, we're not. why not? Because we're not getting out here live. Why not? Go all in, right? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's this poker hand ends at some point. You know, this this game, rather. This yeah. game ends, and so you may as well play each hand the best that you can. Exactly. Uh, and go all in. And I think that's huge. Jordan Peterson mentions that. Um, he, he gets teared up about it. I mean, mm-hmm. talking about it. Because, true, I mean, he, he's, you, you feel it in him, that he wants people because I think when you do see someone do that, and honestly, brother, for me, a lot of it happened for me this year. I mean, you know, here I am now in my fifties and, uh, but maybe my W2 income wasn't as much this year, Mm -hmm. but buddy, my net worth. And I did all these other things that I shifted here to there, the connections, the people that I've met, the momentum that I have going for 2023, Mm -hmm. it's more momentum than I had in the previous five years combined. So And a lot of it is just really just getting, you know, asking for help. I think some people just, it, it's vulnerable. You have mm-hmm. to be vulnerable. Like you, you said, part open. of leadership is, you know, Brene Brown is, you know, you've got to be vulnerable. And uh, I think some people, they, they just don't get it. And I think the, the leaders that do get it uh, are the leaders that people want to work for. I mean, what they say about, you know, your reputation is what people say about you when you're not around. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Um, I'm like you, I can be gruff sometimes, and, but man, I hope that what people see is that like, I just want to help, you know, I just want to help people and I'll get paid some way. And what I know about you, as I listen to this, I'm thinking you could go do anything like which brings us to like, you always ask at the end, like what, like if, uh, if you weren't a financial planner, what could you see yourself doing? Because the reason why I like that is because especially you, I mean, dude, you could go do whatever. I mean, you said, look, I want to go, you know sell billiards tables or something. I mean, <laughs> I have no doubt I'd probably have a billiards table again. I grew up with one, but we'd probably figure out a way to put it on the house. And I'd be telling other, we'd have fair golly. We'd have pool tournaments over at his house. That's right? right. So, but like, we just parked the motorcycle underneath. Yeah. I mean, you got it. You got to do it. And I, I don't know that in your brand, I mean, Ben, I think part of it is you've created a brand. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, just by almost default is what I would say. I mean, I think, you know, some people are they're, they're trying to create a brand, but when you when you're doing the right things out there in the community, people hear, people know, um, they get to know you. Uh, if you're like Chris, sometimes you know about him before you ever ever met him, and uh, and then you realize, well, he doesn't drink Dos Equis at all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, brother, what uh, what do you see right now? That's uh, or what would you do if you weren't a financial planner? Well, let's, let's go back to that. Like if you weren't a financial planner and then the, what could you see yourself doing? Like financial planning wasn't a thing. Yeah. Or you just graduated from that. Dude, said, I, I'll tell you, uh, I laugh. Uh, I miss the Navy. 
like I loved my mm. time in the Navy and stuff like that. Like it's it's always kind of one of those things. Like, what if I didn't do, you know, seven eight years? What if I did all twenty? You know, I got 2004 graduate from the Naval Academy. It's 2022, almost 23. So all my classmates that are still in are 18, 19 years mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of them commanding ships. They're commanding, you know, their Marine divisions. They got, and you know, aircraft squadrons, everything. And I'm like, man, it's so awesome to get to do that and continue serving the country. Um, so I kind of look back and I'm like, man, that'd be kind of cool to still be in. But based on life now, like if I walked away from financial planning tomorrow and said, what am I going to go do? I'd probably go back to figuring out how to speak more and then pour into yeah. other people. And I'd most likely come on as a consultant for either a couple clients that I have right now or for new clients on just how to like drive leadership internally to their company, drive growth, vision, because I'm not an integrator. I took that rocket fuel test. I'm a 97 visionary and I'm a 42 integrator. You put a project in front of me, I will show you all the ways we need to get it done. And then I'm going to have someone else go get that done because okay. I have learned to focus on my strengths and not my weaknesses. That's huge. I do not want to make them average. It's important, right? We got. <laughs> I want to focus on my strengths, and so I think that's where I would make the biggest strides is from all the different things I've learned is how to take that visionary role, and then go consult companies, go consult other people, and just spend time with my kids, and you know, probably travel a little bit because that sounds like that'd be fun if I could travel for vacation and not for work. Mm. I probably enjoy that. I love your stories about the Navy. I mean, as I've told you before, you know, it's my favorite branch. My granddad was in the Navy. Um, you know, he was, he was a native Nashvilleian and, you know, all this, he always said, I got to see the world uh, for free yeah, and mm -hmm. I got paid for it. That yeah. was the way he looked at it. And, you know, he was, he was WW2, yeah. you know, like lots of great stories and whatnot, but, and this has been great. Um, you know, if you guys, you want to like and subscribe, Chris, how can clients reach out to you? What's the best way to connect uh, with you guys? Yeah. I mean, if anybody wants to just ping our website, we're pretty easy. It's What's just your website? LHplanning. LHplanning.com. Yeah. Or they can always email John, J-O-N, at LHplanning.com. John, J-O-N, at LHplanning.com. Meet, chat, see if there's anything we can do to help them. Always, yeah. always available to hang out. Yeah. You know, just jam for a little bit and see if there's things we can do to improve people's life going forward. If not, yeah, as you know, I love making new friends, my friend. That's right. That's right. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Please hit the like and subscribe button. Um, we really appreciate Chris uh, being here. Uh, this is definitely one of my guests I was looking forward to the most. And uh, you guys have a great rest of the week. See ya.